Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of The Essential 11, brought to you by Acton Academy and Acton Academy Placer. Uh, today's guest, somebody I've been following for years. Uh, gentleman's name is Jay Ferugia. Uh, it's jasonferugia.com, and, and he is somebody that uh, I have looked up to not only just from what he's done in the fitness industry, right? He's been doing this since 1994. So you're talking about somebody with longevity. Uh, but the reason he has all this longevity is because he's continuously evolving. And not only is he uh, evolving in a way that he's continuing to help people uh, get in an amazing shape and, and kind of bring their health back, but uh, the guy's phenomenal as just an overall motivator, influencer, entrepreneur. Um, he's just an all-around really good dude. Yeah. And uh, we had a great conversation. It was cool to get to uh, chat with him, hear about all the things that he's been doing. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. He is uh, definitely one of these guys that's just kind of a man after my own heart. And uh, he's just one of those guys where I'd be like, dude, I'd hang out with that guy any day of the week. Um, just a good dude. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode with Mr. Jason Ferugia. Three, two, one, and we are officially live with Jay Ferugia. Brother, thank you for, for taking the time, man. We, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, we. Um, so I don't, you know, you don't know this. We've got we've got a lot of mutual mutual friends. We just had Mark Bell uh, here in studio last week. Um, got to chat with Ben Greenfield not so long ago. I was just DMing back and forth with Danny Vega, um, right? So we got some mutual buddies. But the one thing that's super interesting, man, is I think we have a mutual playlist. Any, uh, dude, any, anytime I see you put anything up around your your playlist for working out, I know you just had Wu Tang going on, but we have kind of the same old school R and B taste, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're like brothers from another mother on that, man. Well, you, you don't want to get me started on that because that'll be three hours. I know it work. will, man. I know it will. I remember the first time I saw you post something about like like Lords of the Underground or something. I'm like, I thought I was the only person. That, uh, oh, man. that even knew yeah, they existed, right? Even know who they are. And dude, that's what I said. You, I think you, me, and Danny are about the only people that I know that even know who yeah. they are. So, yeah. So, did, no, did, it, did you watch the uh, the pass the mic that DJ Cassidy did? I did not watch that. Oh, I got him to send you like it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Okay, got it. Got to check it out, man. Got to check it out. So, hey, listen, man, I've been following your stuff for a long time. Um, I mean, you've been yeah, you've been in the game for for probably 25 years or so now. Um, and uh, we always like to start with everybody's just kind of their X-Men origin story, so to speak, man. So if anybody doesn't know who you are and what you're doing, you know, you want to uh, kind of give that background before we dive into these questions. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up just as uh, first I was a fat kid, then I was a skinny fat kid. I was always insecure. I was shy, kind of bullied, you know, uh, stereotypical story. Yep. And all throughout that as a kid, I was obsessed with superheroes, you know, watching cartoons Saturday mornings. And I got a little older and I'm watching pro wrestling on Saturday mornings and I'm watching Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior, the British Bulldogs, Ricky Steamboat and all these kind of larger than life guys. And I wanted to be like that one day. Then, you know, you get a little uh, further into the eighties. I'm watching Stallone and Schwarzenegger on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, man, I'm so far from that, but that's, I want to be one of these larger than life characters one day. So, uh, my cousin Christine started actually dating a professional wrestler, probably like 87, 88. And this was crazy to me because I'm like, oh, my God, these guys that I see on TV is now down the street. So I started really getting into training. And uh, I didn't have the kind of genetics and uh, help that he had. So I wasn't yeah. really getting anywhere. But um, it just, you know, it kind of became an obsession for me. And uh, I, I started, um, I, I think probably sophomore year of college, I switched my major to exercise science and mm. was just so obsessed with it. And I started interning in the weight room. 
transferred home. Uh, I was going to school out of state, transferred back home because I got sick. I, I was I was home on bed rest for a few months. I actually got tuberculosis, which is crazy. Did you really? Uh, yeah, I never heard I of anyone getting tuberculosis yeah, in my lifetime. Got it, and uh, I had to go home and spend three months on bed rest. And during that time, uh, this is before the internet, I'm just ordering everything I could from the back of Iron Man magazine. I got my first certification. And that summer, I started training people. So I was, I was 19 when I started training people. And I really didn't know what I was doing, but yeah. I just got like average adults our age now uh, and started training them. And by the end of that summer, it was growing so fast that the, the, my first client was a friend of my dad's. And then they referred me a bunch of people. It was growing so fast that I was like, this is unbelievable. By the end of my first summer, I was on pace to make six figures that year, which I don't know how, because I didn't know yeah. anything about business. Yeah. I didn't know anything about training, but just some, some dumb luck, you know? And so I transferred back home to Seed Hall. I was living in Jersey. And for the next 12 years, I just was grinding 12 hours a day. My 21st birthday, I was in bed at nine o'clock because I had to be training people at five yeah. in the morning, just grinding, grinding, grinding. Every dime I made, I invested back into the business into either education, so going to a, you know, a seminar, a certification, a workshop, an internship, getting VHS tapes, whatever it might have been back in those days. And then um, uh, eventually able to save up enough space to rent a small basement gym. So underground wasn't just a, like a gimmick. It was yeah, literally underground. It was literally underground gym. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, I operated that gym for the next 10 years and every dime I, I made there went back into, uh, just upgrading the equipment in the gym. But, but, you know, by the after, after 10 years, we had a really beautiful training yeah. facility there. And, uh, and then business just continued to skyrocket for years where I was in there 12 hours a day. Eventually a couple of years into it, I got athletes, which I really enjoyed it. Athletes were my main. They were probably seventy-five percent of my, my business yeah. for the next decade or so, um, and then I expanded to you know online writing for magazines. Did the hard gainer column in Men's Fitness for I'm not sure how many years, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know really really transitioned online. I think it was I'd say maybe two thousand six seven. It was like fifty fifty online. Yeah. And then we moved to Cali 10 years ago. So since then, I haven't had a gym. And it's been, you know, primarily just online and live events and podcasting and all that kind of stuff. I love it, man. So, I mean, for somebody who says you didn't know anything about business, the reality is you had something that I don't think can be taught. It's that DNA. It's what we, you know, we talk to, uh, we talk to the youth about being personally responsible and the fact that you're not going to be handed anything, right? I mean, the victimhood right. mentality, we put victimhood on a pedestal now. And, um, the reality is you, you at least knew that early on that you had to get out there and grind and hustle to, to make this stuff happen, man. And that's, you know, I think that's one of the things that, that I've always respected about you too, is you don't get to be 25 years into this business without willingness to adapt, willingness to pay attention to yeah. what, right. What the trends are and what's going on. You're not a, you know, you're not the fitness guru that just kind of started and posted some YouTube ads. You've got a long tail in this game. Um, you know, and that, and that takes a, a, a mentality, um, that, you know, that, that a lot of people I don't think have, you know, that's a big yeah, deal. Sure. That's a big deal. Who is the wrestler? Who was that? And you said that. Oh, so he, he wasn't, I, I wish he was in WWF. Okay. WWE now he was, and he was like in a smaller federation trying to get to WWF. Okay. What do you mean? No, I'm a little tiny kid. He's yeah. 6'4", 260, just, jacked out of his mind. Yeah, just so a monster. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. And that's so, that's so funny that you say that too because this is – I mean you're definitely bringing back to my childhood. I remember 
I think I was four years old the first time my dad took me to Oakland or uh, Oakland Coliseum, right? And it was like Andre oh, nice. the Giant and yeah. uh, Big John Stud, right? Was that was the, the main time event? Everyone's wrestling. That's who I saw. Is those that two right? Guys. That's too funny, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that was it, man. So, um, and then we did, you know, the I remember seeing a steel cage match at the Cow Palace, and uh, it was like wow. the uh, it was Brett Brett Hart and uh, yeah, the Hart the Hart Foundation, right? Okay. That's who it was. So, I mean, and then of course Stallone and, and, uh, Schwarzenegger. I mean, that has definitely taken back to the childhood, man. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love that. Uh, well, you know, then you can appreciate something because one of the, one of the coolest things for me career wise is the fact that now that let's say night, if you flash back to 1985, I'm watching these guys on the big screen yeah. and I'm so far moving. But now some of those guys are friends, clients on backstage at so WrestleMania. Cool. Like, I'll, I, I'm backstage with Ric Flair and I'm, I'm, I can't totally. even talk. Ken's like, like, what is the matter with you? I'm totally. like, I don't know. Like, this is so crazy, you know, but, but part of that is just the hustle and work. Like I didn't get magically picked to be backstage. That's right. That was 26 years of grinding my face off. And yeah. now I'm in these positions where I'm like, I cannot believe this. You know, that's so cool, man. That's so yeah. cool to see that come. That's awesome, man. No, I love to hear that. Um, yeah, no, I, I was telling some, well, I was actually, so Gary, uh, Vaynerchuk, we're working with him to do like a summer, kind of a summer program here at the school because we're very entrepreneurial focused, right? So we're working together, put this summer thing. And he and I got into this long conversation, uh, actually a couple of years ago around, uh, macho man, right. And he was a huge macho man, Randy Savage, uh, fan. And, and I was like, those were the guys I always wanted to meet. And that kind of evolved as I ended up going into, uh, martial arts ended up being a big part of growing up. And so the first time I ever had a fight and I got to tell, we had Bruce Buffer on the show too. And I got to tell him this cause there was no way he would have remembered. Um, but Bruce actually announced my very first fight. And wow. having Bruce, because Ken Shamrock was, it wasn't like it was a big event. It was this little Indian casino, right? But Ken Shamrock was an OG of the sport. And so he was putting on this event. And for me, that was like the next step. Because I had Ken was there. Bruce was announcing. We had Randy Couture, Guy Metzger, Boss Rutten, um, Vernon White. All these guys were were cage side for this very first event. And wow. I was like this little schoolgirl dude, just knowing they were there, like yeah. my, just through the warm up, I was done. I spent all my energy just being, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I went in there and I fought, I luckily I got the victor, but I felt like a chump because I was just spent man, because it was cool yeah. seeing all those years pay off and you get to kind of be there with your heroes, man. That's, that's a, so cool. yeah, man, that's not a small thing. So who, who along the way has kind of, I mean, you've been 25 years in man. So you've got all these guys that were kind of like, uh, kind of that inspiration do you have anybody in this that you would look and say okay these guys were kind of mentors to me uh, along the way as well because those are different right the inspiration and you got the mentors too did you have anybody that kind of mentored you whether even yeah. on the business um, side yeah so for the business side i would say the people who stand out to me are dave tate who owns elite fts yeah. um and, and mark would probably echo that sentiment mark bell yep i uh, funny dave connected mark and i probably 2001, two or three or something like that. Mark was starting his own, his own, uh, facility. And yeah. Dave said, you should talk to Jay. That's how Mark and I connected. Very but cool. Dave was hugely influential. Dave and I were really close friends. He stayed at my house a bunch of times. That's awesome. Uh, very helpful. I'll always be, you know, super grateful to Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, Alan Cosgrove is another friend of mine. I met, I met him in 1996 Brilliant guy. and we, we weren't friends initially. We kind of just met. And then a few years later we connected and we, we've been friends ever since. And, uh, He's always just been a, a really big supporter and a friend and has had great advice. Uh, my friend Craig Ballantyne mm. has been great. Yep. Uh, my good friend, Bedros Koulian, and then just a personal friend of mine who's not in the industry, uh, Mark Crook. 
he he came to me. Mark's probably he might be 55 now. So 15 years ago, Mark came to me when he just turned 40. Yeah, started training. His brother actually played lead guitar for Anthrax for years, and and now played oh, for no me. Yeah, so Mark and I became really good friends. And Mark, believe it or not, was one of the first guys to help me believe more in myself. When I was in the basement gym, he's like, "You got to get out more. You got to get your name out more. You got to do things." And I thought I was doing a good job, but he's like, "You got to 10x that." And so always be grateful to Mark for that too. How cool! That's a whole lot of really good, whole lot of really good guys. Bedrock man, that's that is a book that I'm I'm. Uh, he just wrote Man Up, right? Uh, like two yeah. years, like two years ago, um, two, something somewhere around there. That's a great book. So I'm working with um, with Tim Tim Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Tim and I are putting together a, a kind of a program for young men um, right now, oh, kind cool. of a virtual leadership program from young men, and we have uh, kind of a, a, a required reading list, and um, that's something that I might need to add to the list. Bedros is a good. Yeah, he did uh, such a great job with it. He did. He did a really good job with that book, and just seems like a super solid, um, just an all around good dude. You know, super yeah. super solid individual. So very yeah. cool, man. Do you, you know. I don't know him. No, no, no. Uh, no, I don't know him. I've never spoken to him. Um, but just seems like a seems like a good, genuine guy. You know, yeah. he's uh, one of my closest friends. I'll connect you. Very cool, man. No, I appreciate that. That's awesome. So, going along in this journey, one of the questions that uh, that we got from the youth is is really just about developing self confidence. So, is that something you know you kind of you kind of talked about your uh, transition from, you know, the fat kid to the skinny fat kid to this guy that's, that's now in shape and he's training other people and working on that. And I had a, a similar kind of evolution too. Were you always a self-confident individual going through that? And what did that, what did that look like? What was the development of that self-confidence, uh, for you? So I, I do agree a hundred percent with, you know, when the rock talks about it, or Arnold talks about it, that, you know, training is the anchor, it's the foundation, and you learn so many life lessons, and you do increase your self-confidence and your mental toughness and all these things, and it transfers over to life. But there's definitely another level. Like, I can only get so far with that, right? Yeah. So I was comfortable in my own gym in a 1,000 square feet. If there's, if there's 12, 20 athletes in there, I'm controlling the environment. I'm controlling the music. Uh, if we get out to dinner with more than five, six people that I don't know, all of a sudden I'm in my shell – and I just kind of realized, you know, as I'm, as I'm entering my 30s, like, huh, I feel like I've just hit a roadblock. Like my confidence grew, and now I've just been plateaued for several years now, and I can't seem to break free of that. So I know that just training isn't doing it. I got to do something else. Um, so I, I just, you know, kind of went on this journey of, man, like a decade-long journey of, which sounds crazy now. Yeah. But before I turned three, 33, Matt, I don't think I thought about personal development. All yeah. I read about was training and business. Yeah. I never really thought about, like, there's things in here and here that you need to address and fix, you know, that are really holding you back, like right. self-limiting beliefs and things from your childhood. Just yeah. never occurred to me. I was, I guess, too busy. Like, I'm always just grinding, you know? Yeah. And um, so I started just reading all books on that. Uh, going to workshops, seminars on that, um, being hyper aware of it, you know, how I'm showing up in the world, what my worldview is, what I'm defaulting to, and then proactively seeking out people like Bedros and people like mm -hmm. that and being around those people and learning by observation and by osmosis, like what do they do? What am I doing? What am I not doing? And then, you know, being proactive about kind of cutting out the people who are, you know, it must be nice or you can't right. do that or holding right. you back or things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly not an overnight thing, but sure. uh, pushing yourself and, and then doing stuff to push myself out of my comfort zone, like uh, taking an improv class was huge. You know, you yeah, I, I went to Second City for two years and that was a game changer yeah. for me. And then, um, 
just again, as, as someone who is kind of naturally introverted, just to say, all right, when I leave the house in the morning, I need to engage people. I need yeah. to give compliments. I need to say hello. I need to do things like that and, and, and take it upon myself to make interacting with me be the highlight of your day, which yeah. it wouldn't have been for the previous 30 years, right. but I really wanted to do that. And, and so I just made it my number one priority for like the next five years and put everything else on the back burner. And, uh, you know, I, I made such a dramatic shift that now, you know, I've been hired by major companies yep. and, and the Dodgers and the twins and stuff to, to talk about like relationship building skills and right. confidence and stuff like that. And yeah, you're man, doing a lot of, last guy that, sorry, I was gonna say, you're doing a lot of speaking now from what I've seen. Yeah, but I would have been the last guy to talk yeah, totally. about that 10 right, years right, ago. Right, right, But it's so that again, intentionality, it's man. I love that. I love that you that you focus on that intentionality. We, um, at, at home, we have the, the Baudreaux family rules, right? So we have this framed 11 rules, and those are rules that, um, you know, I, I hold my wife and my kids accountable to. More importantly, they hold me accountable to it, you know, as mm-hmm. well. My four-year-old knows he can call me out on any of those on the list, right? Perfect. And one of those oh, on the list is to be a copycat. And the way we define that in our house is exactly what you're talking about. It's that intentionality of looking to somebody that's that has taken an element of your life to that next level, whatever that is, right? And, and then intentionally following the, br- the blueprint that they have laid out, so that you can incorporate that in your own life. But it's that intentionality of proactively, like you said, you know, kind of going after that. And self-confidence is a skill. You know, I, I fully yeah. believe it's a skill. And I think that's what you laid out beautifully. Is there anything right now that you're still, that still kind of gets you anxious? Uh, let's see. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sure there's things, it's, you know, exponentially better than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nowhere near as, as much. Yeah. That's good. How, how are you liking the yeah. speaking world? Sorry, how are you liking the speaking and going out and working oh, with those organizations? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I uh, yeah, for, for whatever reason, I don't get nervous anymore. Like, I re- like if you said, "Hey, we're going to Staples Center right now," and you get on stage, I'm like, "Let's go, let's roll." Good uh, for you. Yeah, that's there's, cool. So there's man. probably other things that I get more nervous about, but that for some reason I've just been able to eradicate that. Good. Um, but then you know, to your point, where you're talking about intentionality and observing people, yeah. One thing when it comes to confidence. Uh, that I don't think people talk about a lot is like we will use visualization for sports and things like that, you right. know, but so for me, what I did and, and this is what I work you know, with coaching clients on is why not use it for that? So what I did was on this journey and I'll still do that to this day. If I'm going to just a party, there's going to be six people there, or 60 people there. I'm going right. to visualize on the way there. How do I want to show up? Who do I want to engage with? How do I want to engage? Um, and you know, maybe role playing works. Maybe you envision yourself as someone super charismatic. Like, how would The Rock enter this room? Yep. Or maybe make it more relatable. Is how would my friend Mike enter the room? Whatever, you know. But like, visualize that. Don't just go there. Uh, just care, like whatever. Like yep. that could be super important. You could meet someone who could change your life. It could be your future spouse. It could be a future business partner. Someone who can connect you with somebody. So like, I think okay. you, you take those things. You take a coffee meeting. You take a party, you take a business meeting and really prioritize, like, how am I going to show Like, You can't just be on your phone and just walk in and leave it to chance. Like, you got to be prepared. So I'll do that. And then on the way home from that, Matt, what I'll do is, and music, like we started, music is my biggest obsession in life. But my wife knows there's five minutes where the music is off because I'm just replaying. Like, Kobe watched every game film. Beyonce watches every concert back. I'm replaying. Okay, how did I do? Uh, did I, did I get uncomfortable? Did I default to anything that I want to? Maybe three of my best friends were there and I didn't interact enough with these people. Like I'm playing that back. What could I do better next time? Mm, So good, man. So good. And I don't think I've talked about, I don't think we've talked about that enough on, on this podcast. So I've done, 
I love what you're saying, man. I've done I've done a little over 300 keynotes over the last six years, right? Wow. For for Fortune 500s all over the world, and sometimes it is 10 people in a boardroom, and sometimes it's 5,000 people in the Javits Center, right, in in New York City, and it doesn't so, but every single time. It's exactly that. It's like, okay, who is the, I start by reverse engineering the crowd, right? Who, who are they? What is the message that I've been hired to bring? So who is it that they need to see? Who is it that they need to hear? What is that? What does my body language need to look like the minute I walk out on the stage? And what does, you know, what is, what is my tonality? What is, um, what is the very specific type of energy and how does that flow? If I've got, you know, 30 minutes, it's going to look vastly different than if I've got 90 minutes and it's thinking through every single one of those and figure out who do I need to be for that. And then like you, yeah. I use music. Um, I go, okay, you know, if this, my crowd is this and I've been hired to have this kind of tone, um, I will pick a certain uh, kind of playlist to just get myself in that mindset of ready right. to go, right? And then yeah. the minute, and I think that's a, um, you know, you're touching on a very key point of pros. The minute I walk off the stage, you're exactly right. So they go, okay. Could have done that. Should have done that a little better. Could have got next time. You know, it's it's that it's that replay, man. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. that intentionality the whole time. That's so good, man. Um, the uh, the the hard work that you've been talking about and kind of that intentionality. Hard work is is something that I think is is kind of tough to define. Um, but one of the questions that the youth have for everybody coming in is. If somebody is coming to work for you, and so you specifically, they come up and just, Jay, maybe they just graduated high school. Maybe they just graduated from college and they're going, Jay, I love what you're doing, man. You've been in this game for so long. I want to come work for you. I want to come help build your business, come help build your brand. I'm a super hard worker. What do you want to see from that young person? What is going to make you take a look at that young person and go, okay, you know, you have something that that I want and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on you. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is a cliche, help me help you, right? So, like, I was just down at spring training before the coronavirus thing hit with a team, and I was talking with um, uh, the, the, uh, the, oh my God, the director of player development. Okay. And so people would come up to him and ask specific questions, but they weren't ultra-specific, right? So he's like, dude, I have a million things to do. Yeah. you got to say, hey, I want to do A or B, like help me help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I was meeting with the individual coaches and things, I, I was explaining that to them. You're going to get better results. You're always going to get better results if you go with someone with a real specific intention. Right. Like I even help some of my WWE friends or clients when they have a new idea that they want to pitch or something like that. And they're going to go to Vince or Triple H. Yep. I'm like, you, you, like, they're so busy. You have to go up to them and be like, first of all, kind of ask them almost like for a favor or give them a compliment, like the Ben Franklin effect or something like, yeah. Hey, you're so good with X, Y, Z. You're better than anybody else at this. So that's why I want your opinion. I came up with these two options. Which one do you think is better? Should I hold the thing here when I come out my entrance or should I hold it down here? Like things like that be ultra yeah. specific because then they're going to stop. But if it's just like, Hey, how do I get a push or how do I work for you? Or how do I do this? Or how do I, whatever you're like, yep. I got so many things to do. I don't know. Come back when it's more specific. So th that's what I would say is if you're, if you're looking to get a job with somebody, really get to know that person. If somebody comes to me mm. and they know that I like Wu-Tang and Public Enemy, it's like, yeah. okay, now we're connecting. First and foremost, let's connect on some, some kind of commonality. Yeah. Um, you know, so research the person, know that. And then how can you help the business? I don't know. Tell me how. Right. So if you go, Jay, you know, I was looking, I love this stuff about the podcast. Do you ever think about doing this with the show notes? Or I know maybe you're too busy. 
to chop up the content in 80 different pieces like Gary Vee says, I can do it for you this way. And I actually did it already. What do you think of this? I broke last week's podcast into a medium post and this and this. And I already did it for you. What's it look like? Then I'm going to be like, oh, dude, let's talk, you know? But if it's just like, how do I get a job? How do I do this? If it's very vague in general, you're not going to get very far. Like people are so busy, you know? For so sure. you got to connect them, have something in common. And that's huge for me. Like I'm all about connecting. Like the second you start nodding your head to Wu-Tang, I was about to drive up and be like, let's hang out. Like yeah, yeah. immediately, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So you got to do that. That's important. And for then make sure. it. Yeah. Such good advice, man. And none of that takes, none of that takes a, a degree. None of that takes, uh, you know, four years of college to figure that out. I mean, information is so readily available at this point. You can find out, you can find out exactly how you can provide value to that human being and exactly where it is that you guys connect. And you don't need to beat around the bush with it. You can come in hot and just going, look, this is where you and I are the same. And this is exactly how I can help you. I mean, that's, yeah. it, it's so good. We had a, um, we had a young man last year who was graduating from here. He was 18, he, and he was going to go to college. He didn't know exactly where um, where he wanted to go. He knew generally that he wanted to go into sales. He ended up doing a tour for some prospective families that were looking at the campus. And so um, I gave him the task of taking five or six families around and just answering their questions. And so um, he took them around. At the end of that, one of those, uh, the gentleman that was on the on the tour came up to me and he says, hey, who who is this kid? Right. Like I, I really like what this kid's got going on. I think I want to sit down. I want to, I want to talk with him. How old is he? And, and, um, you know, so he was a, he's a local business owner and, and, um, really just was taken by this kid's personality. Right. So we set up a meeting and the young man came to me before the meeting. He says, okay, he says, I need to know some more about this guy. So what, where can we go? We went to social media. We went on Instagram, went on LinkedIn, went on Facebook, you know, did a Google search and he came in and figured out, he just made a list. This is where he and I agree on so many just life topics. Oh, he went to Cal. I'm going to make sure I mention something about being a, you know, a cow bear. We went and sat down for that interview. And within the first few minutes, he just saw opportunities to connect. And it was, it was a no brainer. It was nine or day. Long story short, he's no longer, he's going to maybe go to college later, but he got a job offer that day. He's working at a job that nobody in that company had ever been offered without a college degree. Right. And, and his life is literally changed because he took that time to do that. It's a big wow, deal. I love it. Yeah, it's love a big that. deal, man. And again, it's about yeah. that intentionality. So cool. Um, one of the, uh, one of the rules that's, that's up in our house and, um, it kind of relates to one of the questions is discipline equals freedom, right? It's Jocko's, you know, kind of Jocko's famous thing. And so, um, in your business right now, or, getting to the point where you need it to be, what is something that you either have developed discipline around right now, or maybe you had to in the past to get to where you wanted to go? And when I say you had to discipline yourself to it, maybe it was something that wasn't super sexy. It was something that wasn't super like, oh, this is awesome. This is the part that I'm super pumped about, but it was something you knew you needed to do because it was kind of a means to an end. Is there anything in your business that, that you would kind of look at that way? Yeah, I would say that for so many years, I had I thought I had a business, but I just had a job. Mm. Um, so, you know, being more disciplined with what's the 80, 20, or even the 90, 10, what's the 10 that I should be doing and outsourcing everything else too much of a control freak, you know, too much of an OCD uh, Virgo where I need to control everything and be doing everything. Yeah. So, you know, really coming to grips with that and being able to outsource more, let go of stuff. Um, and then forcing myself, you know, forcing myself, like there's still certain things where like, Oh, only I can do this, but no, you could probably out like there's this only you and I can do. Yeah. So many other things that we could find somebody probably better than us to do, or at least it's skilled 
um, which that's, that was huge. And that's still something that I still always want to be aware of because I'll default to that. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, ah, fuck it. I, I can I'll work do 20 this. Yeah, more. for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. How do you, how do you like, what is, what is kind of your process of figuring out that you, you know, is it, is it just kind of a natural connection on like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and trust this person with something. Are you looking for the competence? Is it usually a, a variance of both? Um, cause that's, that's tough, man. When you're a super type A, it is, it's hard to go, okay, I'm going to go ahead and relinquish control of this, but you're right. I mean, there's other people that can do other things better than, than we can. How do you kind of make that call? Yeah. You know, I actually find that I have to remind myself on a monthly basis, take out the one thing and, um, uh, essentialism and just read through my highlights yeah. just to keep me focused yeah. on that Yeah, yeah. and then look at what we're doing in business. And then what's the 80, 20 there? What should I only be doing? What should we not even be doing at all with anyone, you know? Yeah. Um, and then just be ruthless about crossing out stuff. What's going to be the big domino that knocks everything else down? Yeah. Uh, what can we eliminate? So I always, you know, uh, I'll ask my wife, Jen, I'll ask Ashley, I'll ask Mike, I'll ask other people on the team. What can we not do? Like, yeah. You know, cause there's always a yeah. hundred things to do. You're better off just doing 20 of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so are you a focus on your strengths more than, more than pick up your weaknesses kind of guy? If you had to yeah. pick one. Yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, we talk about um, the hero's journey and the fact that we believe every child that walks through these doors is a genius. And we're just trying to uncover what that genius is. Right. And and yeah. I remember Arthur Ashe, I think had a, had a quote, something around, you know, if we had a young person that was phenomenal um, at tennis and they were, they were super good and they were passionate and they loved it, but they were struggling in math. He said, I think most parents would hire a math tutor rather than the tennis right. coach. And he's right. like, no man, hire the tennis coach. Double yeah. down, triple down on that kid's strengths, you know? That. Yeah, I, I think that. that's so important, man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it wastes too much time. Agreed. To too much. Yeah. Agreed, man. We're not going to be good at everything. No, I yeah. I always tell I'm good at like two or three things, and that's it. So I'm just going to yeah. stay right there. What is something... Then, I was just going to expand on like the discipline yeah, yeah. equals routine and all that kind yeah. of... Creating a morning routine. So I think two things. One, mm. creating your list of non-negotiables is super important. So everyone I think should have like at least five um, taking, you know, it, like they say, you know, well, if the plane's going down, put your mask on self. You got to take care of yourself right. first. So like, I know at the end of the day, if I haven't read for at least 30 minutes, if I haven't worked out, if I had, there's a few things that I need to do. And yeah. if I don't do those five things and I do them usually between six and 10, if yeah. I don't do them uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to be miserable. Like I'm going to be as good as I could be on this podcast or for my wife or my mm -hmm. friends or people you know what I mean? Yep. So you got to have, it's, it's, it's simple, but people just don't do it. Like take a half hour one day with an open notebook and write down, these are my five non-negotiables. I'm going to stick to them. I'm going to keep the promises I make to myself. And that's going to lead to more discipline, more confidence, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so good, man. Those non-negotiables. It's, um, I love, that's the foundation, like Frizella's, uh, like the 75 hard, right? I mean, it's kind of, if, you, if you've seen that, Ada Frizella's kind of. I've seen that hashtag a million times and I've never looked into what it is. Don't know what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly, yeah. So it's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's a mental training, right? It's a physical program, but it's a mental training program. It's exactly that. It's creating, um, you know, a very basic template of non-negotiables and saying, look, you're going to do this for 75 days in a row with the theory gotcha. that that will then become a habit for you moving on. So it is, you know, it's like drink a gallon of water a day. I think it's two. I think he has like two workouts, you know, two workouts a day, two 45 minute workouts. One of them's outside, something like that. Reading at least 10 pages of, of personal development material. Um, you know, it's very, very 
basic, simple stuff, but it's the act of doing that 75 days in a row to create a habit. Right. Um, yeah. And then if you miss a day, then no, you go back and you, and you start over. Uh, right? okay. And so it. it's, yeah, it's just the mentality around creating those, those positive habits that become those non-negotiables so that you can go forward and have a productive day. You know, yeah. I love that. Um, super cool. Is there a, is there a place that you, and you might think of a lot where you're counterculture. And so this is the, the, the actual question that was submitted was, is there a piece of common knowledge that the world goes, look, man, this is just how things are. Everybody knows this is true, but Jay goes, yeah, man, great. But I completely disagree. You know, and one of the places that, so like, I always give this example, I come out of education, right. I've worked in education forever. Um, and everybody in education especially knows, man, you got to go to college to be successful. And I actually am completely counterculture. Not only do I think you don't have to go to college, I actually think it's a bad move for a lot of people. Um, I actually think it's a very low ROI, right? So I'm kind of counterculture in that regard. Is there anything that kind of stands out for you? Well, like I said, yeah, like I just said that a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, most of my views on training are probably counterculture. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, if, this, if we were getting specific into training, I'd go into it. But, you know, things that are super popular, like CrossFit and circuits and all these things, yeah, I'd yeah. get the opposite. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? Those are probably the two, the two yeah. biggest like, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Well, and, the, and, and I... And I, and I get that. And then I get that from, from reading your stuff too. Cause you're, I mean, the, the, uh, you know, and again, CrossFit and good on them for everything they've done for the fitness industry. I mean, you can't, can't there deny that. And there's some absolute yeah. studs and there's some phenomenal, um, phenomenal athletes, phenomenal trainers. Like there is no, like I don't want no knock on that community. Um, but you know, the downside is, is kind of that longevity and that you hear from a lot of people yeah. too. And I know that is something that, um, that you heavily focus on too, is what does that, what does that look like? I remember, I mean, I've seen your posts and I'm like, yeah, dude, you're right. I am over 40. Now I do need to start. I do need to start thinking about that. Cause all these old injuries, man, I'm feeling it, you know, yeah. I'm feeling yeah. it. And I imagine you're fixing, are you, are you helping fix a lot of old knuckleheads like me? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my, my ideal client is me or you, you know, someone's yeah. been training for a while, banged up. Yep. And so, you know, it just comes down to the right exercise selection, the right order, which a lot of yeah. people don't talk about, uh, the proper execution, proper setup, way lower volume than most people yeah. talk about. And then, uh, I think nowadays everyone wants to be entertained and just do fun stuff for yeah. no reason, yeah. but you don't really make any progress and you kind of get injured. Uh, that would be like if, if you, you know, uh, shot a hundred free throws today, and then you just pitch the next day, and then you started swinging a hockey stick. That it's like all over the place. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. So you're always going to be sore. Right. Your joints right. and connective tissue never have a time to adapt. So you know, I think so many of those things are wrong uh, on yeah. so many levels. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. I think that's really good advice. So you know, you got 20, 25 years in. You're still you're doing uh, you know an amazing business. You're helping so many people. If you got to the point tomorrow where they're like, oh, hey, by the way, Jay, time's up. Man, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's it. Tomorrow we're putting you in the ground. We're going to put that headstone right there and says, here lies Jay Ferugia. And, and he says this. You get a legacy quote that you get to leave the world, whether it's yours, whether it's somebody else's. What do you want that legacy quote to say? What do you want people to remember uh, as Jay's legacy? Wow. That's a tough one. It's a deep um, one. Yeah. I mean, the one that comes to mind immediately is um, Maya Angelou's people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget the way you made them feel. Totally. 
uh, that's, you know, it's hard to beat that one. Yep. I mean, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, ser- service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. I, I go with my Angelou's though, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and if, if I had one line on my, on my, on my tombstone and it said, here lies Jay, he made people feel better. Like if, if that's my goal now, you know, right. like right. So for so many years, my goal was like physical performance and it was to make more money. But now it's like, when I leave the house, if I run into Matt on the street, if I run into Mark Bell, if I run into a stranger, can I, cause, because here's the thing, it's almost like someone gave you a cheat sheet when you leave the house where I don't have to know anything about you, yep. but I know that you, Mark, everyone out on the streets has something they're insecure about, yep. something they're stressed out about, something they have anxiety about, something they're unhappy about, something they're struggling with. So I know these five things. So if I see you and you're a stranger and I, you start nodding your head to Wu-Tang, I'm going to say, dude, you see the Wu-Tang down? Oh, yeah, What's your yeah. favorite album? Protect, you know, like we're going to talk about that or whatever. I'm going to find something, some way, and I'm not perfect at it, but I want to connect. I want to make people smile. I want to give them a compliment. I want to make them laugh, whatever, because you know, everybody's struggling with something. The Rock's struggling. Justin Timberlake, Jimmy Fallon, everyone's got something. Mm -hmm. So if you could brighten up their day and it's not a hundred percent Mother Teresa altruistic, it makes you feel good. Like at the end of the day, you sit on the couch like, man, I made that guy's day. I had a great conversation with that guy. I helped that guy out. Like you feel great, you know? Yeah. That's that connected human element though, man. And that's what I appreciate. Um, that's what I appreciate about you. And it's what I appreciate about Mark. And it's what it's, uh, you know, not just the, the ability to help, but it's the genuine desire to do so, you know, I mean, and that's, that's what a real legacy is too, is to, to genuinely leave that, um, leave somebody else's day better because of course you get to feel good about that, man, but it's a big deal. And not enough people are intentional about that. And that's what I've always highly respected about you too. Um, you can okay. tell, you know, that's just, a um, that's inherent to who you are. So, People want to get more info about you. People want to see what kind. Of, I know you've got you're you're hosting. Uh, well, I don't I don't know what that looks like now with the COVID stuff, but you've been hosting events down in Southern California as well. But what kind of things uh, do you have going on? Where can people go to to find out some more stuff? Yeah, right now we don't have any events planned. I yeah. mean, we'll see. I'd like to get back to that soon. Yeah, for sure. That. But uh, just if you go to j dot fit, just j a y dot f i f i t, that that'll bring you to my main site, and then on Instagram, it's Jay Ferrugia. Uh, Renegade Radio podcast on mm-hmm. iTunes. Yeah, that's the good stuff. And I think the first—I mean, you've written some—you've written quite a few things too. And there was something with Renegade in the title um, that I remember. What was? Gosh, you wrote something. Uh, it might have been a Renegade. It was something along the lines of Renegade, and it was—I uh, think it was like a body weight sort of sort of workout. But that right. was literally like my go-to Bible forever. I got injured um, with oh, wow. something. So I mean, that was that was. Literally one, I mean, for, for like two years straight, man, that was something that I had. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man, absolutely. So you've, I mean, you've definitely impacted me, but again, um, the biggest impact is just the fact that, you know, like I said, I think you're a real solid dude, man. And I appreciate, I just appreciate Thanks, people bro. doing good work that way, man. So yeah, thank, thank you. you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time pouring into people too. We'll make sure we link everything in there and, and, uh, let you know when everything goes live too. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you, brother. There you go, man. What a fun conversation with a, a great dude. So check out his website at jasonferrugia.com. That's F-E-R-R-U-G-G-I-A. Or you can check him out on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all those good places at J J A Y Ferrugia. And uh, I definitely recommend you do, again, uh, health and fitness. Uh, you're not going to find better info out there, but just life uh, in general, man. He is just a great, uh, a great guy to follow. So I appreciate you guys following us. Uh, checking in listening to another episode and again if you haven't already please feel free to review it share it let people know what's going on Uh, this is just getting better and better man it's all because of you guys checking it out so appreciate it very much we'll catch you guys next time on the next episode of the essential 11 see ya